And I want to tell you where faith begins, where its launching point actually is. This is for you. I want you to take this step today. Can you meet me here? That the beginning of faith is to say, if I were in Christ, if Christ was in me, I believe that he could make this heart clean. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. And Colin, for some, they will hear that and be encouraged. Others will hear that and say, well, that is really a big step. Yeah. Well, the big step is to uh, get to the place of saying Christ is in me and Christ has made me clean. That seems like a huge step. But I found as a pastor, it's sometimes helpful to give a kind of interim step to a person to say, could you at least get to the place of saying, now, if Jesus Christ was in me, I think that he could make me clean. I, I don't think he's in me yet, but if he was, there's actually some faith in that. And it's faith that's not confidence in anything that has happened to me, but in what Christ could do for me. Get there. And you're actually within sight of saying, well, now if I believe that he could do this for me, why don't I ask him to do it? So I hope the message today is going to help people make progress towards faith. Faith can sometimes seem an awful long way away. Yes, and very intimidating. Very intimidating. But a step in the right direction, and in the Lord's mercy, it will lead to another one. Well, let's continue to see exactly what Pastor Colin has been talking about from Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8 as we continue the message, Blessed are the pure in heart. Let's begin here. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, when any person believes in Jesus, a bond of holy union, faith forms a bond of holy union between that person and Jesus Christ. And in that union, Christ belongs to that person, and that person belongs to Jesus Christ. Faith forms the bond of a union between you and Jesus, so that in, as the Bible puts it, you are in Christ, or another way in which the Bible says the same thing is that Christ is in you. That's what faith does. It forms the bond of a holy union between you and Christ, and in the bond of that union, wonderful gifts from God are poured into your life. I'm going to identify and remind you of just three and the glories of them. The first is justification, which is a legal transaction, a legal standing. And we may describe it this way, that in Christ, God drops all charges against you. This is very important to remember while you're living. It's extremely important to remember while you're dying and at the very moment when you enter into the presence of God. There's nothing more important for you to stake your soul on than this truth, this glorious gift. Remember this, that the reason a Christian enters into heaven is not that he or she is without sin. That is not true of any of us. Never will be this side of heaven. The reason that a Christian enters into heaven is that God does not charge our sins against us. Why? Because God has charged our sins to the account of Jesus, in whom these sins have been judged and punished and atoned for through His sacrifice as our Savior on the cross. The gift of justification. You're rock-solid, legal standing before God in Christ. It's only the beginning. 
because a second and equally wonderful gift that streams to us when we are in this bond of a holy union with Jesus Christ is the gift of forgiveness. Now, justification, of course, is legal. Forgiveness is relational. This is huge. We may express it this way, that in Christ, God reconciles you to Himself. When God justifies, He also forgives. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15. He reconciles us to Himself. Again, this is a spectacular blessing. Think about this. You were by nature, all of us were by nature, enemies of God. We were His enemies. We were on the wrong side, and our very nature was hostile towards Him. But God has made His enemies to be His friends in Jesus Christ. So, justification, this marvelous legal gift, and you standing before God in Jesus Christ in which God drops all charges against you because they've already been paid by Him in full. Forgiveness, this relational gift in which being in Christ, God reconciles you to Himself. But there is a third gift that comes to all who are in Christ when we are made one with Him, and He Christ is made one with us. Think of these not as separate things, but as different fruit that come in the same basket. God always gives them together to us in Christ. These are the things that are ours in Christ. All of them are ours in Him, and none of them are ours without Him. And the third is simply this, it's cleansing. And that is personal. It's what goes on in this heart, in this life, in this mind. And it's a marvelous gift. In Christ, God washes your heart and your life. And of course, this is what the uh, sixth beatitude is all about, purity of heart, being washed. You will see as you think about it that, uh, that clearly there is a, an ongoing dimension of this work of Christ in the life of a Christian believer. So, uh, last night, I took my car to the car wash. It was absolutely filthy. Can't turn up at church on Sunday with a car that looks like this, you know. But guess what? By, by next weekend, it'll need to go to the car wash again. Why? Because it's in the nature of life that a car is picking up dirt from the road, and uh, you may have a very, very expensive car, a much fancier one than mine, but I tell you, I've never seen a car of which this is not true. No car salesman was ever able to um, make the sale on the basis that this is a car that will not need washed. Have you ever heard that line? Well, that sounds like a car salesman kind of line, doesn't it? But uh, um, no, I'll get into trouble for that. I shouldn't have said that. Right, there we go. Um, it needs to be washed, uh, no matter what particular brand it is. And forgive me for pondering this a little more, but I want to settle it in your mind. It's the same with your clothes. So, you go into the store and you see these clothes that have this little sign on. Uh, they don't need to be ironed. Oh, we'll go for that shirt. It's not going to need to be ironed. Marvelous. But where did you ever see shirts that didn't need to be washed? I mean, they're not there. You can't buy them. I mean, it's, a, you know, I, I, Karen and I, there's two of us in our house. And uh, every week, there's another pile of laundry that needs to go in the tub. I mean, um, you think, we're not particularly filthy people, but, you know, every, every week it's exactly the same. It's the, it's the nature of life. Um, every morning, I get myself into the shower. This is the ultimate evidence of having assimilated completely to American culture, by the way, just so you, 
just so you know. Um, why, why do I do this every morning? I have not been through a swamp in the night. I, I, I've not been rolling in mud. I've just been asleep in a bed, and the bed's perfectly clean. But when I, get, I wake up, what happens? I am immediately aware of my need to be washed. So now I'm trying to settle this obvious distinction in your mind that justification in its nature, a legal transaction, you're standing before God, happens once and once for all. And forgiveness, your reconciliation with God, happens once, and it happens once and for all. You say, well, what happens when I sin? Well, even when you sin in the mercy of God, you don't go back to being His enemy. You are still His friend. You may grieve a father's heart, but but you are not who you were. You are a forgiven person in Jesus Christ. But cleansing is different. I need this on a continuing basis, and so do you. And I will never get beyond my need of it, no matter how far I progress in the Christian life. Now, if you can keep these three priceless gifts of God that are given to us and to all who are in Christ, these things are yours through faith. You are Christ's, and Christ is yours, then these things are yours, and uh, they are wonderful gifts that all speak to different dimensions of our glorious salvation. And there's one verse in the Bible that pulls all three of them together in the same verse, and it's worth remembering. You perhaps know it well. It's 1 John and 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. So, there's the pointer to justification right there. To do what? To forgive us our sins. Is that it? No. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, you see, in this one verse, we're being reminded of these three marvelous gifts that in, in Christ, God justifies your legal standing. In Christ, He forgives. You're reconciled to the Father brought into his family, not his enemy, but now his friend, and in Christ God cleanses. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and a message called Blessed are the Pure in Heart. It's part of the series Momentum, How to Make Progress in the Christian Life. Now, this is not a series on how to become a Christian, but showing us what the blessed or godly Christian life looks like and how to grow in that. If you ever miss a broadcast, just go and listen online. The website is openthebible.org.uk. You can stream the program there or download an MP3 for free. Again, that's at openthebible.org.uk. And while you're there, I invite you to browse the updates that the team have been working on, including making it easier to support the ministry. When you go to the website to set up a regular donation of at least £5 a month, they're excited to be able to offer you a free copy of Pastor Colin's latest book, Six Hours That Changed the World. Pastor Colin gives a clear, biblical, compelling presentation of the gospel message that you could use to share with someone this Easter. Learn more on how to get your free copy of Pastor Colin's book, Six Hours That Changed the World, when you go to openthebible.org.uk. Well, let's return to the message. Here is Pastor Colin. Now, quite clearly, when we come to the sixth beatitude, we are focusing in on the power of Christ to cleanse. 
the pure in heart. You can trust Christ to cleanse. He is faithful, 1 John 1, 9, to cleanse. He has the ability to purify your heart and your life. And this is what He brings to you through this bond of living union in which you become His and He becomes yours. I mean, out of that, as you think about it, you can define faith in this way, that faith in Jesus Christ is confidence in His ability to justify and to forgive and to cleanse through the power of His blood. That's why He died on the cross. That's why He lives at the right hand of the Father. What does faith in Him look like? Faith in Jesus Christ is confidence in His ability to justify and to forgive and to cleanse through the power of His shed blood. Now, here's where I have prayed there will be a breakthrough moment for some people in this congregation right now. I have met over the years, not a few, but many, who will profess to be Christians and believe in a Christ who forgives, but they do not yet believe in a Christ who has the ability to cleanse. And a conversation with such a person sounds like this. I've had a conversation like this many times, and perhaps you have also. Perhaps you'll recognize this kind of language and this pattern of thought. It goes like this. Colin, you have to realize that I've got baggage. Over the years, I've seen things that I now wish I had never seen, and I have done things that I now wish I had never done. And all of this has had an effect on my soul. My thinking is messed up. My feeling, my desiring, shoots off all the wrong ways. There are patterns of twisted thinking and patterns now of compulsive behavior that come from all this stuff, and these things are in me, pastor, and I can't imagine ever being different. And here's my challenge to you today. I want you to believe in the Lord Jesus now, you will immediately say, oh, I do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I will say to you, no, you do not. Because as long as you persist in believing that nothing can be done about the baggage in your mind and in your heart, you do not yet know and you have not yet experienced the Christ of the Bible, who is the Son of God. You may say that you believe in a Jesus who forgives, but I am saying to you that so long as you persist in this deeply held conviction that nothing can be done about the accumulated twistedness that has come from past decisions and past behaviors and past sins in your life, as long as you persist in believing that nothing can be done to change that, you do not yet know and you have not yet experienced the power of the living Christ of the New Testament, who is the Son of God, because He washes. 
and He cleanses, and He purifies messed up minds and hearts. Christ offers more than forgiveness. That's what it means to understand the gospel and what it is in Jesus Christ. Some of us have not yet got clear as to how magnificent this gospel actually is. It's not only justification, forgiveness, it's cleansing on an ongoing basis. You shall call His name Jesus. Why? Because He shall save His people from their sins. What does that mean? It includes habits. It includes compulsions. It means ingrained patterns of thought and behavior. Christ came not only to justify a people for Himself, but also to use the Bible's terms, to sanctify a people for Himself. In other words, He came not only to forgive you for your sins, but He came to make you holy. Oh yes, a holiness that's like gold mixed with dross right now, but eventually in His presence will be pure gold. That's what it means for Him to be a Savior. And so, the Bible consistently speaks about this. What does it mean to be saved? In Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, we'll come back to this next time, of course, but it says this, that He saved us by the washing of regeneration. What a phrase that is. How does He save us? He saves us by washing by the washing of your mind, by the regenerating of your heart. That means giving you new affections that you didn't have before, giving you new interests, new inclinations, new energy, new life, the washing of regeneration. And here's what that will look like over time. As Christ washes and washes and goes on washing your heart as you're walking with Him, here's what you'll find. Here's the evidence of it. You will increasingly begin to hate what you used to love. That thing that always drew you, and you always fell for it, and you were always going in that direction, even though you knew it was wrong, uh, because you loved it, you're going to find it more and more and more and more repulsive in the light of the washing of Jesus Christ in your heart. And you're going to say, I want that less than I used to. And you're not only going to hate what you used to love, you're going increasingly to love what you used to hate. Here for years you've been a person, really, honestly, you you hardly read the Bible, you don't have much hunger for that, you have hunger for other things. Not much of a prayer life, don't have a hunger for that, you've got a hunger for other things. You come to worship, and that's great, but it seems sort of external to you. You see other people who seem to be lifted and engaged, but it seems outside of you. You've not really had an appetite for that. You've had a hunger for other things. But now, as Christ is washing your soul, these things are seeming less and less and less attractive to you, and the things of Christ are seeming more and more and more attractive to you. That's what washing looks like in real life, the purifying of the heart and out of it a growing and wonderful changing of the life. Defeats and failures getting less, strength in the battle becoming more as your heart is washed, purified on a continuing basis by the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, here's the very last thing. And I want to end on this note. To speak directly to the person today, you're hearing these things, and you feel in your heart, 
Colin, that the baggage that I'm carrying is so great that I hear what you're saying, but I, I just look at myself and I, I know myself, and I cannot really imagine ever, ever, ever becoming whole again. And what you feel right now is, however wonderful thing these things may sound, and they may be for other people, somehow trusting Christ just seems a stretch too far from you. You can't get over the sense of the overwhelming accumulative stuff that has made you who you are today in your heart and in your mind. And I want, therefore, in this last moment, just to give you a stepping stone to faith, a step that you can take today that's going to move you forward. I want to tell you where faith begins, where its launching point actually is. This is for you. I want you to take this step today. Can you meet me here? That the beginning of faith is to say, if I were in Christ, if Christ was in me, I believe that He could make this heart clean. Can you get there today? If you feel that you cannot yet trust Christ to cleanse you, I'm inviting you to take this step, to get at least to the launching point of faith today. Believe that He could make you clean. You say, well, that would be an absolute miracle. Yes, of course it would be an absolute miracle. But believe this, if the power by which Jesus was raised from the dead were to come into your life, can you believe that if that were to happen, you could be made clean? I mean, think about the Apostle Paul. This guy's a murderer. He's a blasphemer. He's a violent man. Think of all that's going on in that heart. That heart was made clean. If that heart was made clean, why could yours not be if this Christ were indeed to be in you? So, settle that in your mind. Write it down. My heart could be made clean. I believe that if I was in Christ and Christ was in me, He could make me clean. Then write down some scriptures that give you the basis for this confidence. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 would be one of them, that God saves by the washing of regeneration. You could write this down, if that should happen to me, I would be clean. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 would be another. You shall call his name Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. You could write down this, if this Christ should save me, then I would be delivered from the power of these sins. You write down 1 John and chapter 1 and verse 9. I'm trying to get you to settle this in your mind that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I believe that if He were to cleanse me, I would be clean. Settle this conviction in your mind and in your heart as a conclusion. And then, friend, when you have come to the place of believing as you look to Christ that He could do it, you will be ready to take the next step, which is to ask Him to do it for you. What a helpful message today here on Open the Bible. It's called Blessed are the Pure in Heart, and it's from the series Momentum, How to Make Progress in the Christian Life. 
And if you ever miss a broadcast in the series, you can always go and listen online. The website is openthebible.org.uk. You can stream the program there or download an MP3 for free. Again, that's at openthebible.org.uk. As you may know, Open the Bible is listener-supported, and they're able to bring you this broadcast each day because of the generosity of listeners just like you. And this month, they have something new and exciting to offer. They've made a number of changes to the website, including making it easier to give. The website address is openthebible.org.uk. And as a token of their appreciation for your financial support, they have a special gift for you. It's Pastor Colin's latest book, Six Hours That Changed the World. And Colin, why did you write this book? Well, you know, it's amazing how often six hours can come and go. They just fly by without anything of real consequence actually happening. But one Friday, about 2,000 years ago, there were six hours that really did change the world. Jesus hung on the cross for six hours and through what he accomplished on the cross, the lives of millions and the eternities of millions of people have been changed forever. And uh, the cross, of course, is at the very heart of the Christian faith. And I wrote this book so that you can see what it was that Jesus accomplished on the cross and how everything is different because of it for all who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they want to send you this book, Six Hours That Changed the World. It's a gift to show their appreciation for your support of Open the Bible. Just go to the website openthebible.org.uk and set up a regular donation of at least £5 a month to receive your free copy. Again, the website openthebible.org.uk What makes the difference between this person whose life has changed and there's a brightness and there's a, a victory and there's a triumph and there's a progress and this person who is simply an older version of what he or she was before. Find out what makes that difference when you join Pastor Colin next time. This program is a listener-supported production of Open the Bible.